Welcome to our evening worship service here at Broadway Baptist Church. This is our Sunday here before Christmas. So glad you're able to join us. We are going through a sermon, a Sunday evening sermon series on the life of Joseph. So if you have your Bible, if you're sitting there in your living room, your bedroom, if you're listening to this um, in a waiting room somewhere, open up your Bibles or pull out your phone and your Bible app and turn to Genesis chapter 41. We're going to be looking at Genesis 41. We'll also be flipping over our scriptures to Proverbs chapter 8. I want to tell you what this is a message about because I believe this speaks to us tremendously today because God rewards your faithfulness. We are right here, what, five days before Christmas. Mary and Joseph, they found out they were expecting or Mary was expecting a baby. And one of the reasons that Mary was selected is because she was faithful to the Lord. She was righteous. And I believe that's a pattern we see through people who are used mightily by the Lord. Even at a young age, they were faithful to God as a teenager, as a child. And then when they moved into the adulthood, they were still faithful to the Lord. Mary was faithful. God chose her to have baby Jesus as a virgin. At the cross, when her son was dying 33 years later, she was still faithful at the foot of her son's uh, death, watching him perish and die. So I share all of this because Joseph was the same way. 30, at age 30 years old, he gets a huge promotion, we're about to see here in the Bible, of becoming the new prime minister, second in charge after Pharaoh of all of Egypt. And what's amazing about that, 13 years prior, when he was 17 years old, Joseph was a slave. He was sold into slavery. And yet, even in prison, even as a slave in Potiphar's house, the young man served and was faithful to God. So the biblical principle we see is, and the, the call to being a Christian is faithfulness. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 41. One thing I want to remind you while you're turning there, uh, and I talked about this morning in worship, uh, tomorrow night as the sun's setting, right after the sun sets, you will have the opportunity to see the Christmas star. That's when I believe Saturn and Jupiter are coming very close together. It's on the winter solace. The first, uh, the uh, shortest day of the year, which is de tomorrow night, December 21st. And you'll want to take the opportunity to go outside and see a, a very bright star. It's been the, this would be the brightest this, the, these two planets have come together since the late, I believe the late 1200. So it's going to be 18, 800 years since we've seen it this bright. So that's a, a Christmas, uh, Christmas star, just four days before Christmas for that. All right, Genesis 41, verse 37. The proposal pleased Pharaoh. Remember, the proposal is Joseph had a dream. The dream is that God has revealed to Joseph. Well, Pharaoh had the dream. Joseph interprets the dream. Seven years of good times, and then seven years of famine. And the reason why this is important is during the good years, God is going to raise up Joseph to be the prime minister to store 20% extra grain 
for those remaining bad years. So when bad times and tough times come, there will be plenty of food, plenty of grain, not just for Egypt, but for all the surrounding nations. A terrible famine is coming. So this proposal, the plan of seven years of storing and then of good grain and then seven years of supplying the grain during the famine, it pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. And he said to them, how can we find anyone like this? A man who has God's spirit in him. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. You will be over my house and all my people will obey your commands. Only I as king will be greater than you. So he's second in command. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, See, I am placing you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh moved his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, clothed him with fine linen garments, and placed gold chains around his neck. You know, if we were dressed like this today, a giant signet ring, fine linen clothes, massive gold chains around our necks, there's no telling what folks would, would think of us. They might not think, wow, he's the prime minister. Might look like a rap star or something like that of a, a music R&B video. But that's what back, back 3,000, 4,000 years ago or more, that is what, uh, how folks dressed in Egypt. So all of a sudden, Joseph has the king's authority. The young man has been faithful to the Lord and God has granted his authority to him. He had Joseph ride in his second chariot, and his servants called out before him, Make way! So he placed him over the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Joseph, and no one will be able to raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt without your permission. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zeranath-Paneth and gave him a wife. So Joseph is marrying someone who's not a Hebrew. He's marrying uh, someone who was selected by Pharaoh. Her, her name is Asenath, daughter of Patria, priest at On. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. So Joseph has an arranged marriage by Pharaoh. He has a, basically an Egyptian wife. And you know, he's now second in charge, 30 years old. And he has been giving huge amounts of responsibility. And he's now in basically a seven-year saving plan and preparation plan for tough times. And we know the famine is coming. We know difficult and dark days are about to come. We know God has warned Joseph. You've got seven good years to save up and prepare for the future. What it is, God is using Joseph. God's using this prepared plan to protect his people. Remember, all the Hebrews, Jacob's family, they're still over in Canaan. They're four, five, six hundred miles away, and they're in this little family clan of about 75 folks or so, and they are not aware that Joseph, the favorite son there, of Jacob is the prime minister, and all of a sudden, 
A famine is right around the corner. And God is going to use this famine to save the Hebrew people and to bring them into Egypt. And Joseph will save his family. Joseph, I have this up here on the screen here. Joseph has put, God has put Joseph in the prime minister position with a greater purpose. He's not here by accident. God has chosen and he selected this young man for a greater purpose. God doesn't save us and he hasn't saved you to sit sour, sit soaking sour. He saves us with a, a purpose. And Joseph's purpose was to ultimately save God's Hebrew people. I'll save all the people through an incredible saving the grain plan and preparing during dark and difficult days. And I think the question for us, are you preparing for days of spiritual famine that lay ahead? Are you preparing for days of spiritual famine that lay ahead. We know we are not promised security and safety for tomorrow. We are not promised and guaranteed uh, just the stock market goes up. Our retirement always increases. S health and wealth just await each generation more and more. You know, COVID has devastated Many churches. Churches used to be packed with folks raising their hands, glorifying God, seeing folks baptized, walking the aisle, giving their lives to the Lord. And now all of a sudden, churches are closed. Folks are frightened and scared to come out. You're not studying the Bible. I believe church is essential. I believe it is essential to humans, to weekly worship the Lord. When you close down churches, you're saying this is not important. And what I mean by that, Jesus tells, I'll explain this. Jesus tells us, man must not live on bread alone. All right, we can go to Walmart and buy bread. Do you know all during, especially during the shutdown in March, April, and May, when churches were required to be closed, you were not allowed to come to church. But while we were meeting in here, worshiping the Lord, you could have left this service and gone over to Walmart and bought bread. Walmart never closed, never once. Record profits for them this whole season. Great year for them for some retailers that remained open. And what happens is you end up pe live having people who are living, a lot of Christians are now, because churches aren't open, are trying to live on bread alone. And there's this spiritual famine. I believe one of the sad stories we might see emerge in 2021 is the, the famine, the devastation upon a, a lot of Christians spiritually. Joseph is asking us, are we preparing for the days of spiritual famine that lay ahead? God created us to worship. God created us to live 
on bread alone, on the Word of God. And I think the, the principle for us is we need to make sure we are constantly feasting and learning and growing. You know, we've got 11 days until the new year. Have you been thinking about what your Bible reading plan is going to be for 2021? I've already got my new devotional for the next year I'm going to read through. Are you wrapping up your current one right now? Are you in the book of Revelation? I believe it's important as believers, we have a systematic, programmatic way that we're going to read either a devotion, read through the scriptures, have read three chapters a day, some accountability that we're constantly in God's word every day. God expects us to spend every day with him and with Jesus. All right, flip over in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Keep your fingers here in Genesis chapter 41. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs 8, 14 through 17. Solomon writes, I possess good advice and sound wisdom. I have understanding and strength. Verse 15. It is by me that kings reign and rulers enact just law. What we're seeing here is even though Pharaoh thought he was in charge, God was working through Pharaoh. He used unholy, ungod ungodly, lost, spiritually dead kings in Egypt to accomplish his plan. And we need to remember that God can use anyone, including people who are not saved, including those who do not love the Lord and do not love Jesus, to fulfill his great and grand purpose. And he's absolutely doing that here with Pharaoh. Pharaoh doesn't realize it. Verse 16, By me princes lead, as do nobles, and all righteous judges. I love those who love me, and those who search for me find me. God is telling us if we want to know the Lord, if we want to search after the Lord, we find him because he is the one that puts princes, he puts nobles, he puts people into positions of authority. Remember Esther? Esther was an orphan raised by her cousin Mordecai. And she was a beautiful young lady and she was selected by the king to be the next queen of Persia. And God put her in that position so she could approach the king and say, why are we killing my people? Evil Haman wants to kill me and all the Jewish people. The king didn't even know she was Jewish. He didn't know the queen very well. He did not know her background. And, I, and it took Mordecai to go up to Esther and say, perhaps you were created and put in this position. God is allowing you to be the queen of Egypt with this very purpose. You were created for this. Meaning, God has put you a place, put you in a family, put you in a place of work, of employment, 
of influence that you are to point people to Jesus. You are to do the righteous and good thing. And that is what we're going to see with Joseph. God reminds us in Proverbs 8 that he is the one that authorizes kings. He puts them in place. Flip back in your Bible to Genesis 41. Look at verse 46 through 57. It says here, Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph left Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout the land of Egypt. That means he went around and people paid respect. They learned and they met him. They understood that Joseph was the new prime minister. They saw him come from the king's or from Pharaoh and the king's orders, and they all of a sudden gained respect for what he's doing. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced outstanding harvests, meaning God just blessed. There was a sense of uh, just uh, it, the Lord's presence was all upon them at this point. A blessing of the Lord was there. Joseph gathered all the excess food in the land of Egypt during the seven years and put it in the cities. He put the food, stored up grain in such abundance, like the sand of the sea, that he stopped measuring it because it was beyond measure. God truly blessed the harvest. The harvest, these were the best years ever for Egypt. They couldn't do anything wrong. They had so much excess. Their barns were so full, they stopped counting it. They said, we don't even know. Just start building other barns. Just stockpile it over here. We don't even have a place for this. It's so much. Two sons were born to Joseph before the years of famine arrived. Asenath, daughter of Pothera, prince at An, bore them to him. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh and said, God has made me forget all of my hardship in my whole family. And you think about verse 51. It tells us the name of Manasseh. His hardship. He went 13 years as a slave and in prison. Joseph had a hard life. Joseph was lied about. Joseph was falsely accused. Joseph was sold into slavery. I mean, for all that his brothers think, is they, they don't even know where he's at. He's a slave or he's dead. The father thinks he's dead because the coat of many colors. There's just a big family lie. Have you gone through hardship? God is using his hardship to propel him and move him forward. And I think we, he, see, he sees the blessing of his son. And he says, my son Manasseh helps me remember and forget all of my hardship. I don't have to relive and go through this. He loved his son and he wants to obviously uh, what, what's, see what's best for him. But he has two sons. Verse 52, his next son and the second son he named Ephraim. 
and said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. He's fruitful. Now, that's an interesting word. That's a biblical word we see throughout the scriptures. Fruitful is the seven years of abundance. Fruitful is Ephraim and Joseph being used by the Lord. Are you fruitful? Do you see the hand of God in your life? Do you see prayers being answered? And the biblical principle for us is we want to be reminded that God wants his people to be used fruitfully. Meaning, God answers our prayers. If we are faithful, if we are crying and calling out to him, he will respond positively. And he goes on to say, The seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end. All good things have to come to an end. Everything has to come to a close. And the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph has said. I mean, Joseph called it down. God revealed him in a dream. Seven good years, seven bad years. There was famine in every land, but in the whole land of Egypt, there was food. God allowed there to, the grain to be stored up. So Egypt is now, through this terrible seven-year famine, going to supply food for all the nations. When the whole land of Egypt was stricken with famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. Pharaoh told all of Egypt, Go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Now the famine has spread across the whole region. So Joseph opened up all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Every land, meaning all the other nations, came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain. For the famine was severe in every land. All over the place. I think about it. This past week, one well, of the most remarkable things happened. The United States on Monday started giving out the COVID vaccine. Through our incredible scientists and pharmaceutical companies, we, have, our nation, is able to create a vaccine to stop the spread of COVID. And our, our, our nation will be a blessing to all the other nations. I believe God has blessed our country more than any other country. You say, how do I know that? With our religious freedom, with the ability to send missionaries, with the ability of uh, training up through our seminary system. And just think, just last Sunday, a week ago, we recognized two people in our church who graduated from seminary, Raphael Juman and Chris Wright. That's an opportunity. They came and they studied God's word. They're trained to be ministers of the gospel. And they will go out over decades and decades and faithfully serve the Lord. I want you to know, if those two men were born in China, if they were born uh, maybe in uh, North Korea, in Russia, in other countries they would not have that opportunity. If they were born in Indonesia, they couldn't do that. There was, there's certain restrictive countries, there's certain countries that are very predominant, other religions 
you do not have that freedom, God has allowed us as Southern Baptists have six wonderful seminaries that are a missionary force to the world, starting right here in our country, right here in our state, and the gospel going out to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I believe that's what we see here. God is using this man, Joseph, to do that. And what's powerful about that, every land came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain. Just this week, countries are coming to American companies to buy the COVID vaccine. Companies are begging, offering millions, billions of dollars for this. Jesus Christ was from the same lineage as Joseph or, or the Hebrews. He actually came from Judah, the fourth son. But from the Hebrew family, just like Joseph was able to meet the needs of all the people there, not just be a blessing to the Egyptians, but to every land. Jesus Christ, who's also a Hebrew, we are saved through Jesus. Every land comes to Jesus, just like every land is coming to Joseph, who's also Hebrew, in receiving grain, staying alive. We don't receive grain from Jesus. We receive the bread of life. That's why church is essential. Because you come to church to receive the bread of life. Man does not live on bread alone. We have to learn and eat and live by the word of God. I believe this passage speaks to us and encourages us today to remain faithful to the Lord. God is speaking to you. If you're a young adult, if you're a teenager, if you're someone who's a young person, needs to give their life to Christ. Christ is saying, you cannot assume things will always be what they are. You can't. You cannot assume things. Just because things are going great today and you think, hey, we finally got the vaccine, we're turning the corner, we do not know what tomorrow holds. We had no clue a year ago, last year for Christmas, that this year Christmas, people would be canceling Christmas. Joseph knew he had seven years to prepare. We aren't even promised tomorrow. That's why we have to give our lives to Christ now. That's why Christ is calling you home and saying, you need to turn to me. You need to trust in me as your Savior. Have you done that? Have you made Jesus Christ your Lord of your life? I really believe through Joseph's faithfulness during the difficult days, God blessed him in his latter days. What, what about you? You know, so many folks just waste their young years on TV, video games, just things that do not matter. When the best thing you could do, the best commitment you can make this new year is getting a devotional, getting a Bible reading plan, get, pulling out your Bible app and getting on one of their plans to say, I'm going to commit to daily being in the Word of God. Maybe you squandered 2020 when you had a lot of free time. I can't tell you, I, I'm not a movie watcher. I never really have been. I don't watch TV shows. I honestly just don't have time. 
Every time I'm in a conversation, it seems like someone's telling me about a TV show or a movie they've watched. And I'm sure they're good. But then I've wondered, how do they have so much time all of a sudden to watch? Because it used to not be this bad. i tell you what it is. I think the quarantine and the shutdown has given people more free time, and they're using that to watch movies. Well, Christ is speaking to you. Don't waste his time watching movies. Spend it with me. Make it a devotional life. Give your time, your energies to the Lord. You want to be faithful to God? It starts at a young age, so all the days of your life, just like Joseph, you can be faithful to him. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I want you to respond to the gospel. If you want to get saved, don't you pray this prayer after me. Bow your head and close your eyes. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I respond to you. Lord, save me. God, I cry out to you. I call out to you. Forgive me my sins. From this day on, I'm yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. If you heard this broadcast, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to send this church Facebook page a message. I'll get it. I'll respond to you. I appreciate you responding faithfully to the Lord. Your tithes and offerings, your end of the year giving goes to support the mission and ministry of Broadway Baptist Church. We take what you give and it makes these broadcasts possible. I want to hear from you. God bless you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I will see you next Sunday here as we certainly continue studying the life of Joseph. God bless you.